prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK, and with me are two of the hosts of LOR. We have Xander. Hello. And the glitch. I'm here. And today we uh we're not gonna have cute introductions because you know we we had a uh, uh, uh Legend of Retro Theater that was pretty much all about the opening to this game. Uh-huh. Today we're talking about the Legend of Zelda, a link to the past. But only the portion of the game that we covered in our Legend of Retro Theater. Yes, only the first half. We're not talking about the second half. If you want the second half, contact the glitch and have him write the script, and then maybe we can... (laughs) Uh, My God. Can we start on that? So, yes, we did a retro theater of Link to the Past. Um, It was kind of like a last-minute thing. We needed, like, an episode uh, just for, like, the end of the season, and we didn't have anything picked. And so I was like, oh... I can do a retro theater. And it was like, what, 10 days before the episode was supposed to come out. I remember distinctly being like, uh, glitch, are you sure about that? That seems like a lot of work. And you're like, no, 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 I've got it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I would like spend every second I possibly had editing it. Xander was nice enough to do the audio for the narrating, which was like 80% of the dialogue. (laughs) And when did, didn't it, wasn't it like October of last year or something like that? Uh, yeah, it, it was last season. So yeah, it was like right as my son was born and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can do anything. Glitch, just give me this one thing and I can do it. And he's like, sure. Here's narration. <laughs> hey, I asked you beforehand. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. November 12th uh, is when that episode came out. So I would have recorded shortly before that, which means my son would have been a week and a half old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh so you know i did kind of want to do a part two but in my head i kept thinking it's all just going to be like dungeons at that point because a lot of the story is in the first half before you go to the dark world and i was like yeah we're not doing a second half i think it's just better the way it ended anyways i i had a lot of fun with it the the voice of the uh uh you know like the introduction uh, I also got to use that voice for that little uh, uh, mini segment that I put on Patreon, which is all the stuff from the instruction guide. <laughs> and then the voice of Agadim, which, you know, it's just Xander knows is the burning blood redhead on fire from my mm-hmm. D&D games. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. So for anyone who is into Link to the Past and isn't aware that we did this, absolutely go back because the glitch put a ton of work into that. And my voice is marvelous. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what the heck a legend of retro theater is, it's where we literally take the text verbatim from the game and add in our own narration and have a, have ourselves as well. As some other people uh, do some voice acting and uh, basically reenact as a, as a theater production. Um, the, the portion of the game that we chose, we've done uh link to the past the first half anyway and then we've also done bionic commando for game boy so if you just want some goofy fun by all means check out those episodes and uh the bionic commando episode has uh jazzy doing the uh greatest star scream impression of all time right it's funny we put all this work uh, and i say we because i wrote 
and did everything for the first one uh and glitch because he wrote and did everything for the second one we put all this work into it expecting all this great praise like oh you did such a wonderful job and each time it's some random dude from the gamezilla <laughs> show that's like oh my god did you hear his voice jazzy did so good i can't believe how good ethan did on his flower as a f- f- firefly kid or whatever the heck it was the bug catcher yeah the bug catcher some kind of f- bug thing yeah i was like oh cool Thanks, guys. <laughs> I only I only uh, had to play through the game and, and write down every bit of dialogue and then come up with my own descriptors of what's happening in between. But yeah, you know, he did a cool voice for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's the Jazzy and Deadite. Just kidding, Deadite and Jazzy. We love you. You guys did a great job. Oh, man. So today we're talking about what might be one of the greatest video games objectively of all time. At least according to, to popular mechanics. Popular mechanics at least <laughs> had that going for them. Uh, kind of. They didn't uh, have much going for them. Not according to, uh, it's Famitsu. Did I say that right? Uh, Famitsu, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys came across it. It was on the Wikipedia page, but uh, they did a top 100 games in like 2006 and this was ranked 31st. What? So I was like, wow, that's kind of low. Like, all right, let me pull up this list. I pulled up the list. It's like the the top 10, nine of them are Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. I mean, Famitsu loves their RPGs, but it's funny because I've I've heard in recent years that Famitsu has kind of started to go downhill. Like they were really like there's a lot of like uh, uh, clout for Famitsu back in like the the late 80s, early 90s, even up to like 2000. But I've heard that it's gone downhill. And so, yeah, that just, I don't, I love Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, but I don't know that I'd put them as higher, better I'll, games. Uh, I'll share that link with you guys, the link that I found with the list. It's pretty yeah, crazy. I'd like to see that. Um, uh, but yes, yes, today we are covering, like Craig said, probably the greatest game of all time, Legend of Zelda Triforce of the Gods. What a what an awesome title! Like I mean the the little like pun in the English version it works like it's fine it's a fine title but like how dramatic is it that the Japanese version is the Triforce of the Gods? It's pretty intense. I mean I like I I never understood the name of Link to the Past because at no point do you ever go to the past. It is, however, a prequel to the the first Zelda games. That is true. But did people know that at the time? And if you go through the instruction manual a million oh. times like I did, you would. <laughs> I guess I missed that. I mean, it's it's not like it specifically says that. It's just it the game goes in the instruction manual anyway, it goes into the the origins of Hyrule and whatnot. That's yeah, it's it's you know, it's fine. It's a fine title. It's not I just bad. remember the whole like timeline of Zelda games was this like big debate forever until like what like four years ago they came out with the the actual like official timeline yeah and there's like there's like branching timelines mm-hmm. like if if link failed then this happened if link succeeded this happens it's like yeah it's what? after ocarina time if, if if link passed then it follows the timeline that link to the past is in you know if link dies in ocarina time and then there's the 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 young link and the older link timeline I I kind of don't like that. I, I kind of just wish it was like, hey, 
Link always succeeds no matter what because he's the hero. It's kind of crappy that there's like a timeline of Zelda games where your character that you beat the game with, we don't care that you beat the game. He's dead. He failed and died. <laughs> Just done. It's like, oh, that sucks i don't like that yeah i mean i think it's cool to read like what all that is but in my own head canon it's like oh this is the legend of zelda this is so many different people telling you the story of this character and no matter who you hear it from it's gonna be a little different no i, I buy that i uh, but uh for those who aren't in the know yeah we're talking about this game like you know everyone knows it like the back of their hands and maybe maybe some of our very naive listeners have not had a chance to play it or they're idiots and don't think it's one of the best games of all time. We're looking at you you chops. (laughs) Yeah. Chops, you dumb, smelly idiot. I wonder why he didn't want to be on this episode. Cause he's he's a dumb, smelly idiot. (laughs) He's never beat the game. According to when we did the community play. Oh man. What a dumb, smelly idiot. Dumb, smelly in it. That's what I've been saying the whole time I've been on this show. <laughs> so, uh, Legend of Zelda series, of course, is almost entirely top-down adventure, uh, action-adventure kind of games with puzzle elements. You fight monsters and whatnot. Uh, but uh, Link to the Past is very similar to the first Zelda game, which at the time was kind of an interesting twist because the first Zelda game was top down. And then the second Zelda game, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, was a side scrolling action game. And then, like, the, the fans weren't a huge fan of that, uh, or fans of the series weren't a big, you know, fan of the, the second game as much. And so they went back to the kind of top down adventure style. And that's sort of what stayed with the series up until like the 3D games. And then even then, still, it's pretty much the same formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but, when did you guys first play this? Uh, Craig? So I uh, I first got this game. It would have been, uh, oh, uh, for those who don't know, uh, it was released on April 13th of 1992 in America by Nintendo themselves, of course. Uh, but uh, I would have gotten this for my birthday in 1993 but what's interesting is i don't really remember my early days with this game that well except that i wasn't very good at it like i had fun with it i liked the zelda games but i wasn't great at it uh but the the more interesting story i can tell you is that my copy of link to the past is not the original one i got as a kid oh uh the original copy i had was stolen oh terrible my mom uh our friends of our uh of the family uh uh, i thought you were gonna say uh, my mom stole it my mom (laughs) stole my game what a jerk no i uh friends of the family of ours uh, i've brought up uh uh my old childhood friend justin on the show before in like our mega man six episode final fantasy six episode a lot of six games apparently with him. I uh, but I uh, I uh, his family lived in Detroit and uh you know not a terrible part of Detroit by any means but not the best part of Detroit and uh you know it was the 90s when Detroit was 
you know, not the best. Detroit. And so uh, my my mom's uh, uh, car was broken into. And at that time, I had uh, my Super Nintendo and Link to the Past in there because the, they were borrowing it. And uh, so, you know, like the car was fine, but I lost my Link to the Past and Super, uh, Super Nintendo. Which is really disheartening. Oh my uh, god! But uh, uh, Justin and his family uh, were kind enough. They felt bad that my the the only thing in life that made me happy that Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, they ended up buying a new one and linked to the past and giving it to me. Uh, and so yeah, it uh, that that Super Nintendo and that gave me a lot to me because you know despite the fact that I. Uh, uh, you know, it wasn't their fault by any stretch of the imagination, but they were kind enough to, to, you know, give it back. Unlike that miserable bratty kid who got a hold of like all my old Nintendo games and I never saw the, them ever again, uh, which I've complained about in many episodes. You, you know, I was I was hoping the story was going to go that you found out who took it. You tracked them down and murdered them. It's a work in progress. <laughs> he's he's still, still, still trying to find them. I'll find them. And when I do, I'm going to kill them with my own two hands. Anyway, what about you, Xander? When is the first time you played this game? Uh, I I honestly was was surprised to to think about it coming out in 1992. I was for some reason I thought it was earlier than that. Um, I don't know when the first time I played this was. It would have been on the Super Nintendo. I played it a lot when I was younger. It was one of the games, uh, one of the first games that I I finished to completion by myself. Um. And would constantly go back and go in and, and do the Ganon fight over and over again just to see the end because uh, that's what I did oh. when I was a kid. Save right before the end. It's like I'm going to watch the end of this game real quick. Save here. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know when the first time I played it was, but it was. Uh, it's been a game that I've been playing for as long as I can remember. Well, I mean, at the time you would have been what? Uh, April of '92. Uh, I would have been six years old. Wow. Yeah, so that's probably why you don't have very vivid memories, just kind of vague ones. Yeah. Not uh, that I was much older, but, you yeah. know, I guess seven-ish when it came out. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, a little older. Yeah, I probably played it in, like, 93 or maybe 94 would be my guess. But uh, I can't say for certain. But I do, I mean, I I absolutely love this game. Um, and every iteration that I've ever played it has been just phenomenal. Absolutely. Glitch, how about for you? When was the first time you played it? Uh, so I don't know the exact timeline. The first time I played it wasn't when we owned it. Uh, it would have been at my cousin's house. So Retro Mike, who I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. we grew up playing video games, you know, since we could put a controller in our hand. And uh, his parents got the Super Nintendo before we did. So when we wanted to play those games, we went over there. So like Super Mario World and Legend of Zelda, my first experiences with those were over their house. And so I just remember it's, it's almost like when I try to think back, like my fondest video game memories, mm-hmm. it's going over their house like for a weekend because uh, both of our mothers were, uh, you know, their age were so close together. They were sisters. Um, they we always saw each other. So we saw each other like we went to the same church. We lived like just five miles down the road. So like we would always see each other on the weekends. So like I just remember going over there. We'd spend a weekend, stay the night, rent their dad would rent a video game, and then we would just play. And that's it. So like 
Legend of Zelda, like just sitting around passing the controller and playing that game. That's like one of my fondest memories growing up with video games. Nice. Guys, I just I, uh, remembered something important. Oh, yeah. It was I was probably in the fourth grade when I played this game for the first time. And I remembered that. Because you remember in, in elementary school when there would be like a book writing thing? Like, hey, uh-huh. everybody write yeah. your own book. And it was just this like they like laminated the cover and they put like an about the author thing in your picture in the back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote mine as a fan fiction of Link to the Past, but it was the exact story of a Link to the Past. Only I was really into X Men at the time, so instead of uh, Aghanim, it was uh, oh man, I can't remember what I named him. It, Mr. It was, Sinister? No, it was a uh, it was like Magneto. He was a he was a wizard that had magnets for hands and a magnet. So it was like Magnet Man meets Aghanim, and I can't remember <laughs> what I. I wish I could rem- remember what I called him. I've got the book somewhere. I should see if I could find it. So speaking of uh, 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 interesting stories, I uh, I don't know if you guys are aware. I know Xander is, uh, but I uh, I have. Uh, in fact, it was arguably the first manga I ever owned, the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past comic that was uh, uh, compiled from Nintendo Power. My sixth grade Christmas was. Uh, this, the Mario comic graphic novel, as well as a bunch of other stuff from the Nintendo Power Store. Nice. And uh, interesting to note for fans of manga and stuff, it was done by Shotaro Ishinomori, who did the legendary Cyborg 009 series, uh, which is a a staple of old classic uh, manga. Uh, and honestly, the uh, the comic is really, really good. It takes a few liberties here and there. Uh, but uh, uh, like, uh, for example, when Link puts his hand into the, the dark world, uh, it comes out as like a beast's hand. Uh, and so his like hand is like damaged uh, throughout like the, the rest of a, a dungeon, essentially. Uh, he has this like horrible, like clawed beast hand uh, to, you know, reflect the fact that like, you know, your heart reflects or the world reflects what's in your heart mm-hmm. essentially with the dark world and stuff. Uh, so yeah, no, the, it was, it was great. It was probably one of the best Christmases I ever had as a kid. Now, because that um, would have been when it was Triforce of the gods, it's a little bit more religious. I heard like there's a lot of praying in front of statues and stuff in that manga, or is that a different one? Uh, no, I think there's a, a, a bit of that, though. I, I wouldn't say it's like overtly religious necessarily as it is like, you know, I feel like the the when it comes to Legend of Zelda, especially Link to the Past, it's sort of less religious and more mythological, like mm-hmm. very like kind of think less Judeo-Christian stuff and more like, uh, you know, the Greek gods and egyptian gods things like that like kind of like myths of the world and whatnot so sort of along those lines i would say uh though uh as a quick aside uh even though i don't have a lot of strong memories about uh playing the game as a kid uh i will say that uh i distinctly remember the poster that came with the super nintendo that now you're playing with power superpower it had a picture of Legend of Zelda Link to the Past as a game that was coming out soon. At least the poster I got uh, uh, 
at some point or another had that. I don't know if the very original one did. I might be off on that. Uh, but I distinctly remember looking at that picture and being like, oh, my God, this game is going to be so cool. Uh, and also uh, uh, that Justin I uh, mentioned, uh, I have very early memories of him playing through the entire game, bragging that he could, uh, him bragging that he could get through the game without being touched. And he made it to uh, Ganon's tower before he finally got hit by like a random guard. And he was so mad that he almost turned off the game. And I was like, no, please don't. You got to complete it. You're so close. (laughs) Wow. He was good. He knew what he was doing better than I ever was. Guys, I think I know where that book is. Do, Do you? Yeah, you guys keep going. I'll be RB. All right. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the story. Yeah, so yeah. The, the game starts off. It's raining, it, and it's a really cool setting. I love it. In fact, when I I had like an RPG Maker, like I think it was RTB RPG Maker two thousand three when I was in high school, uh-huh. and I remember making the story, and I purposely made it start as it's raining, and then you complete a dungeon and it stops raining, like it's the next morning, because I just loved that aspect. But so yeah, in this game. Uh, your uncle tells you not to follow him, but you do, of course. course. And so you get into the dungeon and he's like weak and he's got the sword in his hand. And so he's telling you, you know, like, you know, this is your destiny. And then he says, Zelda is your, and then it's dot, dot, dot. And so it always made me think of, uh, there's this animator called Eagle Raptor. You ever heard of him, Craig? Oh yeah, I've heard of him. I've seen yeah, his, uh, so some it, of his those videos. who don't know Eagle Raptor, he used to go by. I think he still does videos. He was known for these Metal Gear Awesome parody and flash animations that he makes. Um, if you don't know about that, he does Game Grumps. He's one of the Game Grumps members, which I know is way more popular nowadays. Um, but he did this animation where it's that scene, and he's like, "Zelda is your," and then he passes out and links like, "Zelda's my what? Zelda's my what? Wake up! What do you mean?" And he's like, uh, like all angry, like he wants to be like her lover and stuff. And he's like, you know, is she my sister? I don't know. You got to tell me. And it's just really funny. So if you ever get a chance to see that, uh, look it up. It's uh, Eagle Raptor on uh, YouTube. I will have to check that out. I, uh, uh, I've always been very curious, like in the Japanese version, uncle says there. And was that just added as like kind of a throwaway mysterious line? So in the Japanese version, it's still a like trailing sentence, uh-huh. but it's worded differently. I guess in the translation, Zelda is your dot, 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 isn't how it is, but it's more like, a, like it's, it, it sounds more like a, she's, you're her destiny. You're the savior. You're going to save her. Yeah. That it's makes worded a different way, but yeah, it always seemed like, well, what is she? Is she related to him? Like what's going on? I, Xander, did you find that book? Oh man. Wow. What's the title? The Legend of Zelda, Ganon's Revenge. Oh. I, I'm very curious as to uh, what is in store for us. I, I at least need to see the picture of the of the Magneto Magnet Man. His, his name was Magno. <laughs> Magno. Yep. Uh, An interesting, interesting thing here uh, to prove um, some, some things that I've said in the past about how long I've known some folks. This book is dedicated to my brother and my friend Matrick on stage. Aww. I dedicated this book to him because he helped me with video games. Wow, you wrote Matrick on stage. I there? did. I had I had foresight. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he's gonna want to have a YouTube personality, Matrick on stage. Yep. 
No, it's de- dedicated to Matt F. It says in here, which is the real name of Magic on stage. Uh, it's actually spelled E F F. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that's his last name. And his address is <laughs> here's a social security number. I do have that if you need it. Oh, nice. I. Uh, so Xander, is it uh, is it basically like uh, just a retelling? It's basically yeah. It's basically uh, I I pulled a glitch and I only did the first half of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tell you what. We'll, let's we'll, we'll put this on the back burner and this will be the uh, the the post credits thing at the end of today's episode. I'll read it All to right. you guys. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, so uh, Xander, we we've talked a little bit about the story of the game. Uh, we've talked about the the uh gameplay although i we didn't really dive too deep into the the gameplay just kind of the the you know gist of Mm -hmm. it i so aside from the fact that you can't just hit l and r on the controller and cycle through the sub weapons Mm -hmm. which is an oversight that is definitely an oversight i ain't gonna say it ain't yeah oh big time but aside from that uh, is this not like one of the more like wonderful Zelda games when it comes to just the amount of stuff you get? Yeah, and and all the stuff that's hidden. Like, there's things that you can like not get, and it won't really necessarily affect the game. But if you can find them, they're really cool things to to get. Um, as far as finding all of the hearts and and all of that, like I've recently been playing uh, the smz3 randomizer which is super metroid and zelda link to the past mashed together you enter some doors in some places and you end up in super metroid and vice versa yeah Uh, so i've had to in order to complete that game you need to know where everything is so um yeah just kind of relearning that and then finding some stuff that i don't think i ever knew uh is Mm -hmm. really cool there's just a lot of aspects of this game like as well as i thought i knew this game there's still some stupid stuff that i was like holy crap that's a thing like there's a uh, in Kakariko Village, the top left corner of the town when you fall down and there's like those three treasure chests there. I somehow yeah. never noticed that there was a bomb wall there. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Um, Is there a heart piece in there? I think so. Yeah. So I don't think I ever I don't think I ever as a kid collected all the heart pieces. Um, there's also a treasure chest in the the swamp palace or not swamp. Uh, yeah. The, the, the water palace in the dark world. The one where you have to like a- activate it in the light world in order to to access it in the uh, in the dark world. There's like right before you go to fight the boss. There's a there's a, like a long horizontal room and there's a block you can push that has a, a treasure chest in it. Don't think I ever knew that until I started watching speed runs and like yeah yeah it's just silly stuff like that. That and and the uh, the room that you can only access in Turtle Rock that you have to go like you have to go back to the light world for to go in or whatever that is. Uh-huh. I don't think I ever knew that was a thing either. Just it's it was so cool to to kind of leave, kind of find out find all those things out after you're so about many the years. You're, you're on the bridge and you got to go to the light world. Yeah, and then you go in there yeah. and it's it's like the the armor. It's, a, it's another heart piece, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just all those things are are super cool. Yeah, the link to the past. I think more than any other Zelda game, just has so many secrets and stuff, and you know, like arguably yeah some of it you don't necessarily need but a good chunk of it you do have to explore the game to find because like there are certain dungeons that you can only open with like medallions Mm -hmm. you know that 
normally you don't like you wouldn't think oh i don't like you think i i don't need this because it's just it kills all enemies on screen whatever yeah but it's also essentially a key for some you know for some of these dungeons and whatnot and so you know the game does a great job of not putting everything behind like a barrier of like oh you need to find every secret to mm-hmm. beat this game but like enough that you know it makes it so that you have to explore and uh and that kind of leads me into uh, another topic I wanted to bring up for you guys uh, talking about this. Uh, and it's the fact that this game is uh, the superior version of Ocarina of Time. Yep. You'll find yeah. no argument here. Yeah. It is Ocarina of Time is linked to the past with less secrets to find. Uh, not much story after the the halfway point, kind of like Link to the Past, where like you know it's mostly just exposition after dungeons. Mm-hmm. It, it is essentially just a you know Ocarina of Time is just a poor man's Link to the Past. Yeah, but you got to collect eight medallions instead of seven crystal. Never mind. Yeah, and I guess uh, <laughs> you know you uh uh. I mean, get to explore a 3D environment like that's neat. But, you know, you you collect the three pennants Mm -hmm. and you get the master sword. Yep. Do they do that in Ocarina of Time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they crystals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they sure do something like that. Yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I will say. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it kind of follows. That's like Nintendo's formula, though, is to take something like, oh, this is the game that you experienced on Nintendo. Let's spruce it up a bit and then make it. You know, let's make it for the Super Nintendo and or the Nintendo 64 or what have you. I mean, we spent the last couple of weeks gushing about Earthbound, and that's literally basically a, a glorified version of Mother One or Mother Mother slash Earthbound Zero, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's true. You know, and I and I will say that, you know, Link to the Past is, of course, very similar to the very first Zelda game. But I think that, you know. Enough has changed like, in Link to the Past. So you, you, the the involvement of the the in game story and the exploration, I feel like. Well, I, mean, I guess I guess technically the exploration is a little more intense on the NES version, but I would say it's done better in the Super Nintendo for sure. Link to the Past, yeah. though. I uh, you know, and I think by that same token, you know, yeah, Mother Two is essentially Mother One kind of remixed, mm-hmm. but it, they do such a great job of it that yeah. you know. It's sort of its own thing. And yeah. I think that Link to the Past is similar where, yeah, okay, you you explore a world, you go through dungeons. Yeah, okay, it's it's similar to, to Zelda 1, mm-hmm. but they do it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, to comment on the whole, like, there's so many, like, hidden secrets. I mean, do you guys remember, like, just as, as a kid, going up to that Mario painting and pulling on it and then just the coins coming out? I don't think I ever knew that until I was, like, an adult. Honestly. Oh, really? I feel like that was one of the... I knew that the, as a kid, yeah. One of the only ones I really knew, because obviously as the internet becomes, you know, bigger in our lives as we were growing up, more and more stuff comes to light, mm-hmm. like putting the magic powder on one of the chickens in Kakariko Village turns it into a woman. It's like, oh, my God, you turned me into a human. Why did you do this? I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty funny. I never do that as a kid, but uh, right. that was a pretty funny one. I, I learned also- it approximately oh, yeah. 10 seconds ago. So, <laughs> well. There's also the uh, Chris Houlihan room. I was actually about to bring that up. So yeah, yeah the Chris Houlihan means. room. Means uh, so that one is definitely one that I found out like in high school. It was like, wait, that's a real thing and tried it out and got it. Uh, it's for those who have never encountered this. It's a fail safe in the game 
where uh, it doesn't understand where your Y coordinates is. So instead of crashing the game, like some games would do, it just sends you to this room as you enter like a hole or a dungeon and doing the screen transition. Uh, so it sends you into this room that's just filled with coins. And it says, uh, my name is Chris Houlihan. This is my secret room or, you know, some wording of that sort. I keep it a secret. And someone didn't keep it a secret. They told the entire internet. Uh, and there's a lot of like mystery behind this because a lot of like contests and stuff that Nintendo power would do, they would always do like a follow-up. So the story with Chris Houlihan is, uh, it came out that this room was discovered and somebody kind of connected the dots that in a Nintendo power issue on October 30 and October of 1990, there was a war mech challenge, which was from Final Fantasy One. If you encountered the war mech, who was a very rare enemy to encounter, uh, you took a picture and sent it into the Nintendo Power headquarters. They had the address and everything. You would be featured in a future game. So, like, people have figured out that this is probably what that is. But if you look through the history of Nintendo Power, they always do like a follow-up. Oh, here's the winner of this last contest. Here's the winner yeah. of such and such contest. And a lot of people argue that in the timeline of when Final Fantasy came out and when the contest would have ended, it's almost like impossible for people to have even found it. So there's this myth that Chris Houlihan doesn't even exist. Now, I don't know. I If it was in 1990, you know, Nintendo would have been in the midst of working on Link to the Past. It didn't come out until, uh, what, 91 in Japan? Yeah. Uh, so It was November of 91. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that absolutely can fit timeline-wise, right? I mean, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But just all the whole, like, Nintendo Power always followed up on their contest winners. Whenever they had a contest, always followed up, and there was never a follow-up on this one. And I think it was just someone picking out and trying to figure out where Chris Coolahan could have slipped in. And the fact that Chris Coolahan's never come forward, no one's ever said anything about it. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios here. You know, sadly, Chris Coolahan could have died as a child or something like that. But just the fact that no one's ever come up and there's no evidence of a Chris Coolahan ever existed, it's not in the Japanese version. Like, it's just. Uh, the way I see it is, is. You know, Link to the Past was delayed. I, If I'm not mistaken, it was originally supposed to be a launch title, at least in Japan, and it got pushed back. I think that, you know, if if they're doing that and if the localizers are are doing their thing and they had the extra time, you know, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But you're right, Glitch. I mean, Chris Houlihan might be a dead child. That could be. It could be a dead child. Could be one dead child. Maybe Chris Houlihan is Andrew WK. Maybe I'm Chris Houlihan. Maybe he's Steve Mike. I never came out until just now. I'm Chris Houlihan. Perfect. Well, tell us the secrets of your room. Just kidding. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. I've never seen the Chris Houlihan room. Uh, That's probably another thing I didn't know about until now. So uh, let's see. What's other dumb things I didn't know? Uh, Oh, uh, shooting or throwing the magic powder on the the dark fairies or whatever turns into regular fairies and you can get healed up. Didn't know that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I started running the randomizer called 
dark fairies. I don't I know just, what they're I, called. I don't yeah, know. I didn't know what they were. I just some reverse fairies. Yeah, something like that. I think they have a name like that. Yeah. I always thought it was like a robot or something, like just spinning around. A little like skull with flames like, going around it. You thought it was a, a, magi- yeah. a magical yeah. construct. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, a Hylian Roomba just going around. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, guys, I gotta go sprinkle some powder on my uh, my Roomba upstairs and see what happens. <laughs> It'll Just turn me to Chris Houlihan. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> oh, it's crucial. Oh, there we go. Uh, there's so many bosses in this game. Do you guys have a favorite boss? Ooh. I have a least there's, favorite there's, boss. There's, uh, there's 10 dungeons total. You get the three penance, and then there's the seven in the dark world. I, I definitely have a least favorite boss. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we can talk about the least favorite if you want to start there. Uh, so Mothra, I know, is Xander's least favorite. Yep. Is that yours as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Mothula is the worst. Mothula, yeah. Uh, I, the Moldorm. I can't stand the Moldorm. It's funny. I generally don't have issues with the, the Moldorm. And the last time I was playing through uh, Link to the Past on stream, I kept getting knocked off the edge. And I felt like such a dummy because I was like, this will be a cakewalk. And then everyone's like, uh, Craig, I thought you said this would be easy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, I think my favorite might be the, uh, 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 what is it? I think it's the second uh, dungeon in the dark world. Uh, the giant eye that you send the hook shot and pull the eyes forward and, and uh, kill them. Yeah. There's something very visceral and fun about ripping something's eyes away from so it. So the, the eye one, are, no, the yeah, eye there's, one there's two different ones. There's, there's, then there's, there's like the, it's like the a cloudy one. kind of thing that has like the fuzzy things around it that you have to pull. That's definitely the, the second, the swamp palace or uh, whatever that is. And then there's the misery mire where you have, where you fight the giant eyeball that ha- like sends out eyeballs at you that like also shoots lightning at you. I think it's the second one I like. Wow, there's a lot of eye bosses in this. Because isn't the ice palace a, an yeah, eye? Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, eyes enclosed in ice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that eyes. one too. The one with the, the eyes from Misery, Misery Mire. I also like the first one you encounter, the uh, the knights. That's probably my favorite one. Oh, the souped up Armos knights? Armos knights, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are, I, that one's such an iconic uh, boss. The, the knights bouncing around and stuff. That, that one's a really fun one. Yeah, I think my the one I have the most fun playing is uh, Aghanim. Oh, Aghanim is so much fun to fight. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, yeah, so good. But yeah, they, there's there's a constant debate of who is the worst between Mothula and Blind, and I think Mothula wins hands down as the worst. I think yeah. so. Yeah, Blind is right up there in the top three of I the worst ones. Blind is not a problem for me. I don't, like... I don't hate blind entirely, but I get how people wouldn't like him because those lasers just fly yeah. out everywhere. You, and the shield you have at that time is not going to block them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you let things get out of hand, blinds a pretty rough fight, but so long as you're on top of it, it's, it's super easy. Mothula on the other hand, <laughs> like you're on a conveyor belt with spikes that move sporadically. And also you can't always hit Mothula. So, but I mean, if you get the fire rod, it's a breeze as long as you don't miss so long. Yeah. So long as you don't miss <laughs> while you're on a conveyor belt. Yeah. Yeah. With spikes that shoot out randomly. Mothula yeah, it's, it's, is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree completely. Mothula is certainly the worst. I, uh, but I, I, uh, gosh, what was I gonna uh, bring up? Something involving the bosses. Uh, oh, I with Aghanim. I 
I love the fact that, mind you, now it's become a, a trope in Zelda games moving forward. But uh, how cool is it, the, the fact that, uh, you know, you go through Link to the Past and you don't assume it's going to be Ganon. Like, it's Ganon controlling Aghanim, and, like, you learn that through, like, talking to the maidens trapped in the crystals and stuff. But, like, early in the game, Aghanim is just the villain, like this wizard. Yeah, I don't I think I don't think I was ever that far removed. Like I I didn't think that much about it when I was a kid because I didn't really know the whole Ganon thing. So it mm-hmm. didn't really it didn't mean as much to me, I guess, as a kid. And now I'm just so used to it that I don't even think about it. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh but I do think that that's kind of uh an interesting direction they went with, like that, that kind of swerve that, you know, uh like, oh yeah, Ganon did these terrible things and he's in the dark world. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. And then, you know, you're fighting this this Aghanim, this wizard guy, uh, who has a very similar name to uh, Agina. Agina, yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yep. Which, by the way, I found out today is the younger brother of Sarasaw. Oh, we were so talking about that. We were earlier. talking about that today, who was older. And then I found out, I was, oh, it's apparently they're brothers. Go figure. Uh, honestly, like as a kid, I I didn't care too much about the story, so I'm pretty sure I never really thought about what Ganon's relation to uh, the whole environment was. I would just like whenever you encountered the 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 sages, I would just like tap the button and be like, "All right, I don't care about this story. Just get me to the next dungeon." Oh man, I was the exact opposite. I read through nope. the instruction manual so many times as a kid. Like I almost had that thing like memorized. I uh, I got a little bit on the reception of this game because I mean we did say it is probably one of the best games. I mean it is one of the best games ever made, probably the best. But uh, it was surprisingly the seventh best selling game on the Super Nintendo. I would have thought it was higher. Yeah. What do you happen to know? What I got it? the other I got the other six. Did you guys want to give a couple of guesses? I mean, obviously number one is Super Mario World. There's no hiding that. Um, did you guys want to give a guess at a couple of the other ones that are above it? Mario Kart, Mario that World, correct. two, D- Donkey Kong Country. Oh. Yep. Uh, DKC two. That is all. That is number six. Uh, so Donkey Kong Country two is six. Street Fighter two. Uh, yeah. Warrior yeah. Within is fifth. Super Mario Kart fourth. Donkey Kong Country is third. Uh, Super Mario All Stars was second. I was going to guess all stars and then uh, Mario world topping it off. The surprising thing is six of those were bundled with the super Nintendo donkey Kong country two was not a bundled. So it was technically the best selling mm-hmm. solo game on the super Nintendo. Not surprised. It's a great game. Fantastic game. I, uh, but I, yeah, the, the, I, uh, the legend of Zelda link to the past is just so good and it always frustrates me when i see lists of like the best zelda game or just people talking about their favorite zelda games and they're like yeah ocarina of time is definitely the best and it's like no no it's not like if you had said wind waker at least you would have been original and not a poser but (laughs) sadly you are unoriginal and a poser because uh you, (laughs) you you don't like Link to the past as much as you should because what, it's a better Ocarina of Time. I think the the big thing is it's about all about the part in your childhood when you grew up with the game. So it yeah, it's kind of like this window of like when you were 
around 10 years old, what Zelda game was out at that time. That is usually the person's favorite Zelda game. I will say that for me, of course, it was linked to the past. Uh, you know, so there's probably some bias there, but I think that when you just analyze the games, like side by side, like when you really pick them both apart, I think that it's just a better game. I think Mm -hmm. that Ocarina of Time's second half kind of struggles. I don't think the dungeons are as fun as the first few dungeons. Uh, I think all in all, you know, the, the treasures and items you get aren't really as intuitive or fun. Uh, you know, I mean, like one of the items in Ocarina of Time is an item that makes you slow and heavy. That's stupid and boring. <laughs> but Nobody wants that. In Link to the Past, you don't have, hey, listen. Hey, also that. Listen, it's a much less handholdy game. You know, it's uh, and don't be wrong. I, I get that as games go, you know, the, the creators of the games want them to be more accessible to sell them more. Like, I get it. It's it's a business decision, not a not a gameplay decision. But you got to admit, it's real annoying when you're sitting there in the middle of a dungeon and you hear Link Vegasen, and it's just like text pops up and it's like Link. I think its weak spot is its eye, and it's like, Navi, you think you friggin' think the big giant eye monster and its weakness is its eye. It's all eye, Navi. It's a hundred percent eye. Clearly, its weakness is its eye, you stupid little fairy. We touched a nerve here with Craig. <laughs> yes. The handholdiness of games is... I, I don't want to say that it's gotten out of hand, because even back in the Nintendo 64 days, it was a bit much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's when like game tutorials and stuff started happening at the beginning. I feel like that was when... That era is when that was really big was the whole hand holding. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you look at like Mario 64 and it's just wander around, get used to the game in this big open field and then go in and play. But something happened between Mario 64 and uh, Legend of Zelda 64 Link, or Ocarina of Time where, yeah, it got way more uh, tutorial filled. Yeah, yeah. that's an, that's an interest, interesting point. I didn't think about how little hand-holding there is in Mario 64 versus Ocarina of Time. Same game creator, even. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. it's such an interesting kind of way to think about it that something happened in between Mario 64 and Zelda 64 where it became more hand-holdy with Navi the Fairy, the, the introduction forest where you have to, like, wander around and, like, you know, get your sword, get your shield, and, like, you know, they could have just sort of let you kind of go free. And I mean, you know, to an extent, you don't have that in Link to the Past because you have to go to the Hyrule Castle, you know, before you can kind of become free. Mm-hmm. But like once you do that mission to save Zelda, which at least has some story elements to it, sky's the kind of the limit, you know. You can do things out of order and do what you want. Well, you may have uh, kind of hit the nail on the head with like um, needing to be have needing to have handholding going on, um, you know, cause Zelda, if you look at, if they were to just straight up release the original legend of Zelda today, people would be lost. I don't know when the last time you've gone back and played that game was. And maybe that was a, a review that they, they got and took to heart was like, Hey, people have a hard time with these games. Like, well, we know we made a good game. Like there's no, I mean, as much as we will say that Ocarina of time isn't as good as link to the past, it's still a good game. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. So they're probably just saying, well, why don't we just put something here that we can tie it into the narrative and this will help people kind of understand. And maybe that also leads to why there are so many people who think uh, it's the best one is because the people who wouldn't have otherwise experienced such a game got to experience it because of Navi. Yeah. That I'm playing real devil advocate here. I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying it was a good to, decision. I know it hurts you to be on that side there. Yeah. I know. I, and I, I just had this, I mean, glitch saw it the other day I was in uh, our, our buddies over at super okay podcast have their discord. And we went through this gigantic argument about final fantasy six versus final fantasy seven. And it basically boiled down to what you played kind of the same, same thing. Like what you, when you were 10 years old or, you know, like, Final Fantasy 6 is clearly the better game of Final Fantasy 7, well, to me anyway, and Craig and anybody else with a brain. Um, yes. But because it came out at a time and it had these quote-unquote revolutionary graphics and, and it gained that popularity and then people were finally able to say like, hey, I heard a lot about Final Fantasy 7. I should check it out. Wow, this looks really cool. And that's like the first game they experienced. Yeah, that's going to hold a lot of sentimental value the same way that Ocarina of Time does. There were people like when Ocarina of Time came out, I had a buddy of mine who was like, oh, my God, Ocarina of Time is going to be so good, guys. I can't believe a new Zelda game's coming out. And I was like, yeah, I really like A Link to the Past, but like, I don't know why you're getting so excited about this game. Like, it just didn't it didn't click with me as much back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I completely lost my train of thought here. <laughs> Uh, no, so what I was saying is, is there are, you know, a lot of people who were just checking this out, like, oh, there's a lot of hype around the Zelda game. Let me check it out, myself included. Like, I was like, oh, he's really excited about this. I should probably play this. And I enjoyed it. But, mm-hmm. as, of course, as I kept playing both games, I was like, yeah, Link to the Past is still a better version of this. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that uh, uh, when Ocarina of Time first came out, I was definitely excited. And I thought, like, oh, this is amazing. This is so revolutionary. But yeah, uh, the more you play it, I feel the more, you know, the flaws kind of come out. And not that there's a lot of flaws necessarily. It's just, you know, it's a game that came out in the in the late 90s. And unfortunately, none of those aged well. As far as 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 far as they play, like go back and playing the the polygonal style is is hard, hard to go back to. Totally. No, it absolutely is. It, It is a graphical style that didn't age well. And by extension, the camera control, the camera and controls just don't really lend itself as well, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, All right. To get back to the, a link to the past, uh, I got some speedrunning stuff and some glitches for you guys. Uh, oh, I could help out with this. <laughs> yes, both of you guys can help out with this because uh, Craig has some experience with speedrunning this game. Believe it or not, I do. You sure do. Uh, so I'll start off with the any percent. Uh-huh. So this is start of the game, finish of the game. There's no other. Oh, I do. Yeah, I was going to say, Craig remembers what uh, I walked him through doing a speed run of this once. Um, so this is start of the game to finish the game. You're in the Triforce room. What do you guys got for time? Craig, you want to go first? Uh, a minute and a half. All right, Xander. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen this this go before, and it's something like twenty minutes or something stupid like that. You're saying twenty minutes? Yeah. And Craig is saying a minute and a half. I could beat it faster than twenty minutes. <laughs> All oh, right, there you go. So it it is a minute twenty three seconds. Woo! <laughs> or tw- I'm sorry, it's a minute thirty one seconds. I was looking at the wrong Woo! thing. So Craig is almost spot on. Uh, so the one that I walked through, Craig, is a little bit simpler. It's, a, it's like one of my favorite glitches of all time. It's what kind of made me get into wanting to learn game glitches. 
you go into the dungeon, you jump off of a wall, and you do the save and quit. When you reload in the game and you hit an enemy, it doesn't know where to put you, so it places you below the map. And if you're in a dungeon, from there, you can literally just walk to the Triforce room because all the maps are connected. It took me a bit, Xander, with uh, Glitch walking me through while I was streaming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Twitch chat, and you were totally linked up, so it, it was a little delayed. Yeah, yeah so it was kind of tough, but uh, I, I think that I beat Link to the Pass in probably about the span of, like, I don't know, what do you think, Glitch, 10-ish Ten minutes? minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes. About 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, no major glitches, so no out-of-bounds stuff, no going to the map. What do you guys got for that time? Oh, by the way, so the, the world record holder for the minute, 31 seconds, uh, his name is Lomig, uh, speedrunner. Um, but for the any percent no major glitches, what do you guys got? want to give a guess? I think it's just over, I think it's over it's just over like an hour and 22 minutes or something like that. I was going to say maybe an hour and a half so so I'll say an hour 45 minutes. Yeah, so Xander I you're right on so an hour 23 minutes and 3 seconds held by Edward. Um and a lot of the glitches that he uses I've seen Xander use in his mm-hmm. randomizer when he was streaming so like there's the fake flippers. Mm-hmm. Um which by the way most of the glitches only work on the Japanese version. Yeah, 1.0, Japanese 1.0, which is what you got to use for the randomizers. Um, the fake flippers, you jump into the water right near the screen and do a transition. So when you get into the next screen, it doesn't know that you can't swim and you can just swim freely in the water without the slippers. And then they use a thing called the spin dash or it's the super speed because you can also do this with hookshot. Uh, it is where you use the spin slash and press the a button on the next frame and when you walk up a stairs and then leave it you just go like super fast i still haven't gotten that one down yet (laughs) so that one is a little tricky uh xander to make it easier when you get the hook shot if you press the y and the a at the exact same time it does it that way too oh neat so that is the one that's a little bit easier but because you're trying to use it and it's only after you get the pegasus shoes yeah um, but, uh, because early on in the game, you don't have the hook shot. They do the spin slash one. Right. There's also uh bomb jumping that will get you, get you over ledges, which you have to yep. basically walk to the point where you're about to fall off the edge. And then you do a, a, a sword spin and it kind of keeps you where you're at, where you're at, like pixel perfect at the edge. And then you let a bomb just kind of blast you off to the side. There's a couple spots, uh, where that will get you through like death mountain caves. You can, you can skip forward and get a couple items that way. Uh, and the most useful one, the one that I always try to do is in the ice palace, um, right in that room where it's like a, uh, it's a kind of a circular walkway, like three quarters of the room. Um, and there's that giant fire thing that spins around and normally you would have to go in the previous room and then hit a switch so you can get around. Uh, but if you are able to bomb jump right at the entrance of that room, you can bypass that and then you don't have to have, uh, it makes getting to the end of the, the, uh, dungeon a lot faster. Yeah, that room's really annoying. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. And especially yeah. if you're running a randomizer, if you don't have the items to get to the, get to that spot to get into the final boss room, it's a you need to know how to do that. I used to, as a kid, would do Turtle Rock up to the point where you get the cane that creates a block, then go do the Ice Palace because then you could just drop the block on it and you don't have to worry about dealing with like dropping the statue down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the block down or whatever. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. The cane of Somalia is in uh, uh, Misery Mire, by the way, isn't it? Oh, Misery Mire. That's yeah. what I mean. Sorry. 
Glitch had kind of a blank look on his like, oh god, did I misspeak? <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Misery Meyer. Um there's one more thing I want to talk about in this game, and maybe I was the only one that did it, but uh so the uh Kukos, is that the the, the mm-hmm. chicken? Is that how you pronounce their names? That's Kuk- how I always said it. I always Kukos. said Kuko. Kuko, okay. Uh if you hit them enough, just this giant swarm of Kukos come and attack you for a good like 30 seconds. Uh was I the only person that used to do that for fun and just be like, oh, I gotta do it and not get hit by any of them and see if I can make it. Yeah, I did it all the time. Yeah, okay. when I was younger, You're not I, alone. I did that, but it's not something I, I typically do anymore. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the animals now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess I'm becoming less of a sociopath as time goes by, or I'm covering it and hiding it better. Mm-hmm. If I could throw them off a ledge, I would. <laughs> Poor yeah, chickens. in fact, I, I tend to like freak out now when I hit one. Like, oh man, I don't want to have accidentally hit this too many times. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm the same way. I I don't like if I accidentally hit one, I'm like, oh god, please don't summon your friends. <laughs> I wish they could hurt like the enemies because I would just like summon the guards, like go up to one of the women in the town and then summon the guards and then do it. Yeah, that would be interesting. Find some way to weaponize the chickens. Yes, like the bee. I had a dollar every time I uh, said the sentence, weaponize the chickens. <laughs> I wish I could weaponize chickens. Uh, here, lies, here lies Craig WK. I still wish I could have weaponized chickens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, but it's been about an hour. Are you guys ready to talk about the music? I suppose. I, I know I want to. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break then. Uh, we'll hear a word from one of our partners and we will get back into the music. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation or, if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com slash mottchildren and play for the little victors. Hey guys, who who composed this one? Koji no Kondo. Koji the Koji Kondo. Kondo. The Koji Kondo. I, I mean, do we have to bring up how he's the the you know the person who created music for Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda? I, I mean, God, just those two series alone. It's just like you know. It's just there's not much more to say about the guy. It's true. And he I mean knocked it out of the park again with this one. Granted, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's some similar some similar themes uh as as the the first Zelda, but a lot of uh, a whole lot of new ones, like only a handful of, of repeats in this one. But um we each chose a, a handful. Um so we've got a, a handful of songs here to play for you. Since we don't have a bracket anymore, we can just go kind of go through this quick. So the first song that we want to highlight is uh, Hyrule Castle. 
about a minute and a half before it loops. That's a pretty healthy, uh, healthy loop for the SNES. I uh, I love the theme of Hyrule Castle and the fact that it's even in Breath of the Wild when you're mm-hmm. at Hyrule Castle there, like yeah. it's just so wonderful. Like it's such a uh, distinct theme. Yeah, that's really good. It's that intro that really gets it. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yep. That's, That's it. There was I, I couldn't tell the difference between the glitch yeah. doing that and the actual. I thought I'd, I'd click the track over again. <laughs> Wait, you didn't hit play? No. <laughs> uh, the next song we want to highlight is The Forest. So let's check that one out. <laughs> seconds so we got to listen to that one twice but uh it's just a whimsical good tune oh yeah it's uh the the theme of the lost woods uh you know is it's just like you said it's so whimsical and fun Mm -hmm. you kind of completely forget about the guys who just run into you and steal all your stuff oh god i hate the worst and how many master swords you pick up before you find the real one (laughs) i i like to call him chops whenever i see him because he's just the worst and, and he's a smelly dumb idiot. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he smells too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another quick loop here. This one, uh, some of you guys may have heard of this. I'm just going to play it and see if any of you guys uh, recognize this, this tune from the Zelda series. iconic song from ocarina of time you guys you guys know this one? Oh wait it came from this game neat yep. <laughs> uh this is the theme of uh crystals uh so when you get the crystal uh the the maiden appears from within and gives you some dialogue exposition uh but i uh, let's you mash a for 40 minutes exactly <laughs> That's what i was doing <laughs> Uh, what's interesting to me though is the fact that Kochi Kondo had to sit down and he was like, okay, I need a theme for Zelda. And he was like, ah, I've already knocked it out of the park once before. I don't need to do anything more than this. <laughs> and he just basically took the crystal theme and made that Zelda's lullaby. And uh, kudos because it's one of the best themes in video game history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one, I, actually the next two, I'm going to play back to back. So it's going to be be a minute because there's no reason not to listen to these two back to back. That's the ending in the credits theme.
and the master sword rests again. Well, the master sword rests again at the end of the first part. This tells you how many times you played. Oh yeah, that's right. You dumb. I died zero times. <laughs> I died zero times because I cheated and I used the out of bounds glitch. I, I I died a bunch because I used save and quit instead of traveling through the uh, through the map. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it's times played, which yeah. is deaths, and I guess it's how many times, how many times you, you restarted restarted the game. Yeah. Yep. Right. I go ahead. Love. I was just gonna say I love the ending theme. It's really like epic and stuff. But that credit roll might be one of the best credit like themes of all time. Yeah. It it, for me it was always between this and Proto Man's theme at the end of Mega Man Three. Both so good. I was gonna say one thing I always appreciate about Koji Kondo's uh, music and his composition style for games is he always knows how to make the ending of a game seem triumphant. Yeah. Like, and and the other cool thing, and I, and I was thinking this in my head because it's been a long time since I've actually listened to that credits theme, especially because when you play, um, the SMZ three randomizer, you just get the, the super Metroid credits (laughs) or actually you get a star Fox song instead. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. So it's been a minute since I've heard that song and I was appreciating like how like this super Mario 64, uh, um, just some I can't even think of the others off the top of my head, but like the the ending themes are 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 tunes that aren't necessarily heard throughout the rest of the game, so that really is like a special song that you hear, and I was admiring that, like, oh man, these are the, like the da 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 is like so triumphant for that point, and then uh-huh. the credit starts off so peaceful and serene, you're like man, this is just like a good composition and then just when i was like lisa's back i was about to say okay here we go we can turn this down it brings back that legend of zelda theme i was like okay we're listening to the other two minutes of this because holy crap this is so good (laughs) right i love it so much i i feel like uh uh it's it's funny you bring that up because i think mario world is also another one where it's sort of its own song uh but it does it sort of ties in the game uh with it and just like it's you know it, it makes you feel like this is this is for me because i beat this game yeah mm-hmm. it, it really it's like a, a nice extra thank you like hey you put in the time to finish this game here's an amazing composition yeah and then i of course as i'm listening to the, the credits of this one I'm like man this is so good and then i remember that koji kondo wrote that in a friggin day and it makes me so <laughs> mad that i've still accomplished nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it, boy i've got two kids everybody has kids not everybody writes this freaking theme to legend of zelda in a day he right i've done nothing <laughs> he's he's out of line but he's right <laughs> helen and ben if you're listening to this in the future i'm sorry i love you so much <laughs> <laughs> taking things completely out of order uh i the song that i chose uh is the opening demo song so uh, let's take a quick listen to that. As it, this is what plays in the beginning. If you don't press anything and it goes through the kind of the, the basic story of what's going on. So let's take a listen to this.
to admit, it's not like a, a totally standout track by any means. It's a good song. But the reason I chose this song is there's a little band called The One Ups. I'm a falling rain. Yes. Uh, their version of this song is incredible. So good. And so since we did this in the uh, the Earthbound episode where we, we played a song that was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And just to play another version. That's this is why I played it out of order. Uh, so here is Time of Falling Rain by the One Ups. <laughs> completely done uh if you have never heard this song do yourself if you never heard of the one-ups do yourself a favor and listen to their entire catalog it's all music just like this it's it's so cool i remember they hearing this for the first time and thinking like i know this is Zelda, like it tells you it's legend of zelda link to the past like where is this song from and i couldn't place it for the longest time and then you it's because i never watched that opening thing <laughs> that song isn't really heard anywhere else in the game but man yeah that's the so good ups- do phenomenal jazz covers of songs and that might be one of their best songs they've done like time of falling rain is so good i mean i'll tell you that was the first time i ever heard it and i think i'm in love yeah dude it's so good <laughs> i think i've I've sung the one-ups phrases numerous times on this but seriously just go and look at their entire catalog it's all all phenomenal but that's uh that's all the songs that we chose for today so I think that means we are wrapping up Link to the Past and we're only, uh, you know, an hour and 20 minutes into the episode. So we've still got retro relapse. But before we get to that, is there any last thing you guys want to say about Link to the Past before we move on? Uh, it, it is just such a big part of my childhood. It, it's my second favorite game of all time. It, uh, it in, in my mind, it is the perfect game. Cause I, I honestly, I don't see any flaws with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's some glitches and stuff. Boo hoo. There's games have glitches all the time, but even the glitches are fun to do. Yeah. Like it's just in my mind, it, they took the original recipe from the NES game. The first one improved on it. And I don't think they've ever come close to capturing that idea. Like they even made a sequel to this game link between worlds which is also phenomenal. It is. No, it's good. No, no, it is. I'm not dogging that game at all, but I'm just saying like, even then it's still just not as good as this game. 
but it's still really good. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's in my top 100 video games of all time. We need to get that list eventually. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hate it. You don't want to see it. I'm, I'm sure I will, but I feel like we need to do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Xander, what about you? I think you kind of just went in and kind of stole what I was going to say. Uh, I mean, I was my, my big thing was going to be to mention A Link Between Worlds and how good it is and how nostalgic it'll make you for A Link to the Past as you're playing through it. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like both of those are are fantastic. Um, and I think it says a lot that you can still play this game. We're going on 30 years. Like next April will be 30 years since it was released in America. Um, and it still holds up. Like there are people I know who have played this game for the first time. Like, wow, this was actually incredible. And you can't really say that with a lot of games that are 30 years old. Like, like oh, yeah, it was really good. But I, I kind of hated this part of it. Like there's. The fact that as we were we were discussing, the only thing that we could come up that would be a quality of life improvement is the shoulder button switching through your items says a lot. Right. Like, is there anything else you can think of that would that would legitimately improve your experience with this game? No, nothing. More dungeons. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's more More dungeons. The same. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If only they figured out a way to like broadcast like more episodes or like another quest of this, but I don't, I don't think they, you know, they didn't do nah, anything like nah, that. Nah, it's impossible. Craig, how about you? If you like Ocarina of Time more than Link to the Past and you played them both and, and you know, you still hold that opinion, you're an idiot and I hate you. <laughs> you Yikes. heard that Fox McCloud <laughs> server. Wow. Just calling out. Wait. Fox McCloud server likes Ocarina of Time better than Link to the Past after playing Link to the Past. Do you not remember when he went through Link to the Past and then the Discord was like, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I pushed that out of my memory. Fox <laughs> McCloud server, you're an idiot. Uh, Craig knows that we've only got a handful of episodes left and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> We're just alienating our entire audience. We don't like Ocarina... No, we like Ocarina of Time. It's just not as good. That's the problem. I am going to put all of you fans on blast so hard you guys have no idea i'm starting with box mcleod server but this ends with the rest of you <laughs> the finale you that johnny movie. riot miss bizliz all of you every last one of you you're all going down the last down. episode is just craig roasts the fan base as chops <laughs> and xander just like cringe to the side like oh please don't say these things <laughs> and glitch just laughs because he loves it oh man well let's jump into our retro relapse for this week shall we jones in for a classic game it's time for retro relapse on the legend of retro podcast retro relapse it's presumably the last time the glitch gets to pick a retro relapse and what'd you do to us uh so I heard that there was a way you could broadcast more like dungeons of a link to the past because they did that in Japan, apparently. So I got a hold of the ROM for the broadcast. It was a satellite view. It's a teleview. a link to the past. Um, the ancient stone tablets, which was a weekly episodic um, event release uh, on the Satel view back in 1997. It is so interesting to play this because the Satellaview was similar to the Sega channel, which did come to America, if you're familiar with that, uh, where it essentially, yeah, you, they 
for, for like a week at a time, they would broadcast like segments of games. You could only play during that time. And you would like, you know, be able to save your data and it would continue throughout the weeks. Uh, but essentially it's like this weird game where like the a character that you chose in another one of their Satellaview games is like teleported to the world of Hyrule and you become the new hero because Link is just, I don't know, gone. And well, didn't he die? Yeah. Didn't we fail? <laughs> Maybe it's a time thing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to check the guy. Maybe this is the link to the past. No? Okay, uh, there, keep going. It, yeah, it takes place <laughs> six years after the first one. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's super interesting because it's using the game engine for Link to the Past, but it's an entirely new game. Kind of an easy game, mind you, but a game nonetheless. But you only got to play for an hour, which was an interesting thing. Yeah, it cuts you off after an hour. And so for me, who is streaming this and like pausing to talk to people every like five minutes or so, uh, I didn't get as much of the game as I should have. How, I how does the first it, does it just lunches. like stop at an hour? Yeah. Yeah, it just stops you. And it's like, Link, your adventure is just beginning. And it's like, and that's it. And yeah, then you it, have to wait. It gives you a score because it would just add up your scores throughout the week and you would have a final total after all four episodes. Interesting. Because I saw that there were multiple files uh, in the in the the way you got us this game. So I'm assuming yep. you can load up those and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that's all four episodes. In that okay. File. Gotcha. What's cool, too, is the Satellaview original broadcasting of this. So the reason it's called BS Zelda is because it's broadcast satellite Zelda. But uh, it had voice acting in the original version. So in the ROM, Xander, you know how there's like text at the bottom? Yeah, I was wondering about that. In the original airing of this, it's actually a voice, like different voice actors talking throughout your adventure. And so when they say things like, what? Oh, you know, power is filling up the hero. And then like suddenly you do the like, uh, what is it? The uh, ether attack and it hits everything on screen. Mm-hmm. That actually is the narrator like telling you that that's about to happen. And then you see it happen. Uh, the narrator will let you know when enemies start giving rupees, when it rains, the Zoras come out, but then the king of the Zoras, it gives you a discount on flippers I, uh, you know, fog rolls in. Like there's so many environmental things that I would love, love if they went back to like Link to the Past and redid a version of it with like environmental effects and, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, tons of weird stuff like that. Like it's just so cool. So you straight yeah, up like lied to me of- five minutes ago when I asked how they can make this game better and you said nothing. <laughs> yes, wow. I did. I said more dungeons <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, there's like timed events. Like you can save the princess at a certain time. If you yeah, go to like chaser. Yeah. You have to kill him and then take her back to Hyrule Castle. So I first heard of this. Uh, it was like four years ago. I follow um, Did You Know Gaming on YouTube, and they had this like thing they used to do called Region Locked, where we talk about stuff on the on mm-hmm. you know on the east that we never got in the west. And it, this came up, and I was like, "What is this?" I remember I. I put in the discord like has anyone ever played these uh you know bs zelda games and uh so it was like something i like downloaded like then so it's been sitting on my computer for like four years and when we talked about what games you wanted to do before we ended the show and this one came up i was like that is the perfect retro relapse 
Yeah, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head, uh, Glitch. This, this, I don't know if there is a better retro relapse game for Link to the Past than the obscure Legend of Zelda, the stone tablets for the Satellaview, the <laughs> failed online add-on that we never got in America. Yeah, I only got to play for about 15 minutes. I meant to play this um, this past week, but my uh, my wife got food poisoning, and so I was on... Uh, single parent duty for a couple days and so i just never got around to it till right before we recorded so in true retro relapse fashion i only got about 15 minutes with it but uh it felt strange to me like i'm sure if i could have gotten farther in i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more um i didn't care for how as soon as you go in that first dungeon the the little sahasrala blocks like hey you can blow up walls that look like they're crumbled but there aren't any and you just literally have to look at the map to find out, oh, I should be going over here. Yeah, um, I didn't felt understand like a, why, that, why that was. That yeah, seemed weird. It felt like a like a weird fan-made game. Like, even the dungeon just felt like not Zelda, I guess. And maybe it was just a cheap way to rearrange some stuff. And all the rooms, just they lacked any character. It was like, here's a room, and there's a pot in all four corners. See you in the next one, <laughs> where this time, not even in the center of the stage, there's a treasure chest. Um, so I'm sure that if I were to keep playing and even if I would have played it as it was broadcast and like had the voice actor, it probably would have been a really cool thing to experience. But my f- initial 15 minutes was kind of like, I'd rather be playing Link to the Past. Oh, for sure. I, I Link to the Past is a better game by far. And I think you're right. I think the it was a very simplified game. But because it's on a timer, I think it's more about rushing through and rather than exploring and finding puzzles it's just blitzing through the game and getting like the high score essentially yeah i suppose having known that that might have changed my my thought as well but i was going into this thinking it was like a weird version that we just never got that you know might still actually be good (laughs) i only did two very easy dungeons in my time and honestly the dungeon the second dungeon i did i don't know if i even did that in the order that's intended for the game i walked into a waterfall and it was there and i was like all right sure let's explore it are there uh like in-depth speed runs or like hacks of this where you can play it as one full thing or so i don't know if there's like uh i didn't really look to see if there's one that's all put together and doesn't have the timer man uh but there was speed runs which i didn't look up until earlier today when chaps was like in uh in craig's chat does this have speed runs i was like oh that's a good question and uh yeah there's like a 23 minute record i didn't look up to see who it was sorry uh, no worries. um but uh so yeah they do in fact I, i'm gonna go pull it up but um xander what do you give this on the 8-bit scale uh going off of my only 15 minutes and my very limited knowledge on it i'd i'd say it's like a, a four like it passes it's i mean it's it's zelda with a, a slightly different uh sprite change for link and um you know, it's in the link to the past world. It's got the same soundtrack. The mechanics are are pretty much the same, but it just it wasn't grabbing me right away. Um, I'm and I was more inclined to play more of it until you told me it just stops you after an hour. And now I kind of would just rather watch somebody else who knows what they're doing play it. Um, so yeah, mm. I think it I think it gets a passing grade, but just barely. Glitch, how about for you? Um. I will give this a six and a half. It uh, it plays like the original Link to the Past. Um, I love that I haven't played it before, so it's all new to me. Um, the the environmental effects seemed really cool. Just the uh, 
to Xander's point, the dungeons just seem lackluster. And I don't know if that's just because it's the first dungeon and it's kind of simple. Cause like it does say like Sahathrala's uh, tablet is like a super basic thing that you already knew. Like if you've played Link to the Past, you know that you can blow up walls with the bomb. Mm-hmm. So like, it, like maybe it was just kind of the tutorial dungeon. I don't um, know. The second one that I found that might not have even been the second one was pretty dang easy too. Was it? Okay. But yeah, so that's the, that's the, the downfall of that, but a 6.5 is what I give it by the way. So I think I've pulled up, there is a, there are more broadcast saddle, saddle view Zelda games like Satellaview. There's an original. That's just like the remake of the first legend of Zelda. That's the one I think was 23 minutes. This one, any percent it's held by real alpha gamer who is a big Zelda speedrunner. Um, 34 minutes and 26 seconds. So I think for me, objectively, I have to give the game like a five out of eight. It's, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's Legend of Zelda stuff. It's fun. They, they do some cool environmental things. It's all on like a timer. Like there's a lot of interesting things at play here, but my subjective score is like an eight out of eight. Like the fact that you can play this Satella view game that we never got in America is kind of absurd. And the fact that the Satella view is something that like, you know, it's lost forever. We'll never have it back. The fact that we can play cobbled together versions of this stuff and that they're still working on it. And like, we might get a version one day that has all the voice acting so like, sadly, it's not possible. I, I was doing uh, some really? reading up on it. Yeah, and I guess because it was saved on that server and there's like it's just gone. It's all wiped. Uh, there's no more records of it. They essentially have to recreate it is what they would have to do. That is such a shame because like, and I mean, it's honestly, I still want to say eight out of eight, definitely try it out anyway mm-hmm. because it's just so interesting. But man, that is, that game would be so much more improved, I think, with like, like legit voice acting oh, yeah. doing everything. Like that would just be so cool. So I can say, Craig, it warms my cold, cold heart. My cold, cold, cold retro relapse assigning heart that you gave it an 8 out of 8. So It glitched. I, I think that uh, this is the effort you should have been putting into this series a long time ago, buddy. Uh, so I, I love the pain of just watching you guys uh, just suffer. Hearing the different things, I did want to kind of look up and see what I could find about it. Did you see the multiplayer thing that was included in this? multi uh, so there's um there's like a small dungeon you can actually play with a friend where it's like a small block of rooms it's like an actual dungeon and it's a race against the other player where you have to find different items to get through the dungeon and you can like mm. set traps and doors and stuff like that and here's some of the music from oh. it real quick because it's a game it's multiplayer I just love that I legit like there was like a huh, like look on your face <laughs> like oh there that sounds kind of cool <laughs> glitch uh, glitch saw exactly where it was going as soon as I said the yeah as soon music. as I heard traps I was like <laughs> wait a second uh, sorry I just I had to <laughs> I had to do something 
Guess who else is getting put on blast in the final episode, Xander? <laughs> it ain't yeah. just Johnny Riot. It's you too. <laughs> the composer of, of Spy vs. Spy? <laughs> and uh, him too. Oh, okay. Well, we are at almost an hour and 40 minutes, so we should probably wrap this up so I can read my story. <laughs> uh yeah so thanks for hanging out and uh indulging us in this very long episode um we hope that if you have not already played this game that you will seek it out and let us know um if you played yeah, if our you- uh community playthrough of, of this game a little while ago hopefully you had some fond memories jump in the discord and let us know about uh how you felt about it yeah, for sure. In our uh, community playthrough channel, if you look under the pinned messages, we save all of our kind of walkthroughs and weekly checkpoints. So those are still up there. If you're looking for just a way to to follow a guide, I, we do a bunch of hints and like fun things to do while you're playing the game. So check that out. It's still uh, still available in our Discord. And of course, there's the uh, Legend of Retro Theater we mentioned earlier. Uh, if you love Link to the Past, make sure to jump on that as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, I don't think we have much else to say other than uh, we will catch you all next time when when the the legend legend continues. continues. So this thing smells like the little like cedar chest thing that I have it <laughs> kept in. There were smells. I love that smell. We have a cedar chest and all the blankets. We put them in there. <sighs> it's a fantastic smell. The Legend of Zelda Ganon's Revenge by me. Dedicated to my brother Eric and my friend Matt F. Because they helped me with video games. I even drew pictures. <gasps> I don't know if you guys can see or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to anybody listening. <laughs> Don't it looks like these that, it was that like a tree. It looked like. Uh, did you guys ever seen the rejected animation? And it's the, oh yeah, my anus is bleeding. <laughs> it looks like that. Guy. My spoon is too big. <laughs> All right, prologue. One night, I'm. Uh, so it looks like there were a couple uh, errors in the printing. So hopefully, I don't mess up too much. Uh, prologue. One night, a girl's voice awakens young Link and his uncle. Help me. My name is Zelda. I am in the castle dungeon, she stated telepathically. I'll be back by morning. Don't leave the house, Link's uncle states. What or why did her voice just go to Link's house? What did it mean? That is where Link's adventure begins. And then from here, it's it's like a first person narrative. So it's like Link is talking to the reader. So hi there. Or, hi, Link here. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. First of all, I'm an adventurer and fantasy type and Link, Link, Sahasrala stated telepathically. Ganon and his new alter ego, Magno, have begun trouble in Hyrule. Come to the <laughs> Eastern Palace quickly. I had to go fast. Wow, that was quick. Well, <laughs> so the picture, <laughs> the Eastern Palace is here, right? He goes there. And then the next page is him fighting the the uh, the sandworms from the second dungeon. So he just immediately <laughs> goes, wow, that was quick. Well, off to the Desert Palace. Now I know I'm getting through this so fast. I've done this already. I'll be out of here in a a snap. Ah, sandworms. Hey, can't we work this out in a gentlemanly sandworm kind of way? I think I'm going to faint. And then you see him get 
hit by the sandworms down there. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Uh, boom, boom, splat. Would someone please tell me how I did that? Oh, a pendant. Well, now I have two of them. Mountain Tower, here I come. Right back where I started from. Where is the lost old man? Yikes, there he is. Watch where you're going. Oh, great, he can't swim. Here goes another rescue scene as he chases the man off of a bridge. <laughs> There's a shark down there ready to eat the old man. <laughs> of course. You could have drowned if I didn't see you. You're lucky I have very sharp eyes. Take this, the old man said. What is this? Pop. Help me, I think I'm gonna die. Mph. Great. Back at the mountain tower. And there's like a it's like a portal you can see, and Pac-Man and the ghosts are there. <laughs> uh, I think this giant worm has one more hit. Boom, bam, crash. I got the pendant. I'm going to the haunted forest. I should start using those sharp eyes of mine. There is the fake master sword. Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> there's the fake master sword how am i going to know which one is which oh there it is and he finds it (laughs) identical (laughs) link come save the princess zelda Zelda quickly said a voice oh i remember this part i need to defeat agonim i mean magno okay go teleport princess zelda to the dark world you you mean you just you don't care said magno of course i do but just get this over with there's Magno. I don't know if you guys can see oh, that. Oh, yeah, look at the Magnet hands. Yeah. Magnet hands. That's great. You can see that he's he's really bored of this scene, so Link is building a bed to go to sleep in down in the corner, because he's like, I've done this before. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Link, sir. Thank you, said Magno. Uh, just skip the fighting part. Just say I'll cross you again in the dark world. Hey, that's my line, says Magno. Who cares? To be continued. <laughs> and Link has fallen asleep in the bed. <laughs> I'd love that it absolutely is your sense of humor, even now when you were a kid. So you, the, here's the about the author. Here's a little fourth grade me. Hello, my name is Xander, and I'm nine years old. I am in the fourth grade at Nankin Mill School. It was Nankin Mills, but they typoed that. And my teacher is Mrs. Strunk. I am an expert at drawing and playing video games. My favorite book is Nintendo Power. My best subject at school is language because I like making up stories. What I like to do more than anything else is play video games. When I grow up, I would like to be a comic book. This is my first book. <laughs> I would like to be a comic book. <laughs> yeah, I have a Man, feeling. Dater, you were a dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, they just like gave you a thing to fill out, and then they just like verbatim typed like this kid wants to be a comic book. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> just like typed it in. <laughs> So uh yeah, there's uh there's Ganon's Revenge. Maybe it'll be continued. It's this is uh like I said, this was does it have a gear? I think it does. I have news for all of April our fans. of ninety five. So this would have been three years after the game came out. So maybe twenty twenty five we'll see the conclusion. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Our fans ain't getting part two of Retro Theater Link to the Past, and they ain't getting part two of Ganon's Revenge. <laughs> The glitch and I will come back as special <laughs> with special episodes in three It'll years. It'll just be a combo episode. Right. 